Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. And welcome to the special episode of the Shift with CJ podcast. Why is it special? Because I have a beautiful woman sitting in this studio and we're going to talk to you about something not so different but something really important. Today we're going to talk about nutrition, supplementation and probably clear out some of the myths, talk to you about real world scenarios on what you should do because I believe that the nutrition and supplement industry is huge and by it being huge that means there is a lot of faulty information available online and if you go on Google and search something and they have a good SEO turns out that you get bad advice and bad information and that's why today on the show we have Kiara Kiara welcome to the show Hi CJ thank you so much for having me here it's Oh it's pleasure. a pleasure so we have you especially today to clear this out now tell me what's now let's tell let's give people a little bit of background about you tell me why nutrition why are you here to talk about nutrition um what fascinates you about nutrition why are you interested about nutrition well let's let's make it easy first of all i'm a big foodie so i've i've <laughs> always <laughs> i've always loved everything related to food so of course um, um that's that's my biggest passion along with wellness as well so that's why uh, throughout the years uh, um i've dig much more into everything related to uh, how we can uh, eat well to live well and to think well and i think uh, uh, nutrition in, plays a big role in this because basically uh, food is medicine so there's uh, so much more that we can do um from the way we choose our foods uh, to make sure that we have a healthier and longer life and a better lifestyle so uh personally like my background is a bit varied but um st- starting from uh fitness and wellness uh, i i dig much deeper into uh, whatever we need as uh, supplementation as well in our daily life because unfortunately uh unlike earlier generations in the past uh, um and and how we used to live also yeah just uh, until a few generations ago uh, we do not get all the nutrients uh, from the food as we used to mm-hmm. for many different reasons so that's why it's important to understand what we need to uh, get uh, um in terms of nutrients vitamins minerals uh, to uh, support our daily nutrition and unfortunately because of how society developed and and what are the foods that we have more easily available nowadays we just do not get all the uh the important nutrients that our bodies need that's why we develop more efficiencies exactly exactly so yeah so why like you mentioned that because of the way societies are developing we're not having the right amount of nutrition so is this uh, like give us an example is this because of uh, one reason or many reasons or yeah uh well first of all in terms of economic <laughs> economic uh, development like we um now are consuming much more uh packaged products so this is how uh, the food industry developed to make it easier for us to have quick quickly available foods mm-hmm. uh, available at the stores to that are also packed in preservatives in chemicals 
just to make sure that can they, they can stay stay longer in the shelf. So there is, uh, from a business point of view, much more interest in having foods that last longer. And uh, and then again, also because of um, this this global market. Uh, nowadays, the foods that we have are not strictly delivering from, uh, like coming from the from the ground that we live into. So they have they are undergoing so much more transportation, so much more um, time from the time that we have actually the food get like uh, collected from the soil to uh, coming to our tables. So all this time, all this 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 transportation as well is making so that even the fresh vegetables and fruits that we are eating are not are depleted in the minerals and the vitamins that we are, we are eating. On top of that, the soil itself that we are uh, getting the foods from is also much more depleted uh, compared to as it used to be yeah. back in the, in the days. So um, it has less vitamins, less minerals. Less, that's why now there's so many studies and researches actually going on to mm-hmm. trying to understand how to preserve the uh, the right uh, life of, of the soil and making sure that we can actually have the right um, nutrients from it. So, yeah. The soil is very interesting because I think one of the, like, you know, people keep asking or they're, I'm a part of these conversations where people say, if you eat your food normally, then chances are you don't have to take any supplements. <laughs> and if you're taking too many supplements, then you're fake and Correct. you're not the, you're a bad person. But that's usually the main misconception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and that's the one thing that I keep telling them. I'm telling them, guys, listen, 50 years ago, if you had to eat a carrot, now you have exactly. to eat like 10 carrots exactly. for getting the same nutrients. Absolutely. And like, when was the last time you ate 10 carrots in a row? So that doesn't happen much. And the soil that we live on, we're over farming it. We're filling it with pesticides, very, insecticides, yeah, things like glyphosate. All of these things are constantly even challenging our bodies. So there's one part that the soil is not that great. And the second part is that the environment is full of not pristine air, but a lot of these toxins and heavy metals that are coming from exhaust fumes of your car, from constant construction that's going on in your neighborhood. And when you're breathing all of these things, it puts your body under a greater stress to deal with a lot of these chemicals and if you don't support your body with something even greater which is maybe an antioxidant uh, you know probably you would have like a, maybe you'd have a vitamin juice or vitamin c juice or let's say like orange juice but is yeah. that enough to detox all of these things and to give you enough yeah. energy maybe 20 years ago yes or 40 years ago yes but today it's not yeah. so this is why this is why guys if you're investing the time energy money and resources to you know enhance your health via supplementing something don't put it as a tag that it's bad or is good or is you know don't judge things it's, yeah. it's easier it's interesting what you're saying also about heavy metals because again nowadays all of us are completely mm-hmm exposed to heavy metals and we have it in our bodies so it's normal it's mm-hmm. not but until to a certain point so if our bodies don't have enough of the right um nutrients that we need it's harder mm-hmm. for for them to deplete these heavy metals so we have to understand how to do that and antioxidants for example play a, a big role in uh, in mm-hmm. this 
So what else, like we spoke about like why supplements, why supplementation, what's, what's the best diet in the world? Hmm. The best diet in the world. There's no diet. Oh, no. <laughs> no. You just, hmm. most of the people who were looking for that one answer just logged out. Oh, Kiara. Yeah. I thought you will give us some magic diet. So mm -hmm. th you, you mean that there is no best diet in the world? Yeah. So what I would say is, um, unfortunately, the, uh, for, unfortunately, fortunately, the yeah. best thing is really not to get strict on one specific diet. Because usually when we talk about diet, we talk about cutting off something. So mm -hmm. why would we cut off something if we, first of all, have to understand what, like, what we are taking and what is it good for? So I want to now take the time maybe to, to get many of the listeners upset, but I want to say that we have, first of all, to understand why we're, we're doing something and for what purpose. Because again, for a, a weight loss purpose, we might, for example, cut on carbs because it's easy. We might get on a keto diet because it helps us to, to lose weight faster. But it's also very important on this point to understand, okay, Uh, that carbs are not the enemy if mm. we aren't going on Thank a keto diet. So what, like you know, and usually this is what I see is uh, is the main misconception as well for for like big keto <laughs> keto fans. But but that is not the point. Like it makes it easier for people that have you know uh, not that much knowledge to approach a specific lifestyle because it's mm. easier to cut on something. So it just makes it easier uh, to follow a specific uh, pattern. In your daily life, but again, uh, be, like saying carb is the enemy in this sense does not help because carbs are anyway the main source of fuel for our body and are essential to provide us with glucose, to provide us with with the, the right energy. But then, uh, what what we what is very important, for example, in this case to understand is that it's not carbs that have to be avoided; is refined carbs and sugars mm -hmm. that are the 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 main. Uh, evil let's say Enemies. okay exactly so in that case then i might say okay well to make it easier to understand okay that's why for example a keto diet might be more beneficial but first of all let us try to understand why and for what purpose okay that's that's super interesting <laughs> first uh i also agree with you that there's no best diet in the world your diet or the kind of food requirements you have will depend on what kind of individual biochemical code, DNA, RNA um, requirements, sports, whatever sleep you have yes. and what you're trying to do. Uh, Kiara, just like Kiara said, you know, it depends. It's context dependent on what you're Hormonal balance as well, because uh, now all, all this fashion about, you know, intermittent fasting as well, I like completely understand and approve and, and the benefits of, of intermittent fasting and and uh, but again uh, depending on your personality and your your hormonal balance for example already between uh, women and men there's a lot of difference so for example women cannot uh, tolerate generally speaking the same amount of fasting hours that a man can just because our hormones mm -hmm. female hormones are much more sensitive and are different than than uh, male bodies for example so it, it also comes down to how much every single person of course is reacting to every specific uh, also did you know that uh, 80% of the fasting studies 80% of all fasting studies that have been done and which results people take a screenshot and share with others and a lot of people use it to influence people into getting into intermittent fasting are all done on men. 
Uh -huh. and, the, and the 20% data that we have on women is coming from the last 10 years. So we don't have enough data or to safely say that first women can push it same as men because biologically when there's time when there's lack of food availability, your evolutionary think of, I mean, everyone who's listening to the think of this from the cells point of view, your cells with evolution, they have developed, but their thinking pattern still stays the same. So back in the day, if you were living in a village or a tribe and there was lack of food, which meant famine, which means long periods of time without food, what would be the first thing that you don't need to do? The first thing that you don't need to do is to reproduce and to bring more humans because there is no more food in the world. <laughs> and this is one reason why your, a female's body naturally would start not being optimal, not being fertile enough. And when fertility doesn't work well, you don't reproduce. So these are some of the things that we need to understand in modern context, because I speak to a lot of women and, you know, women can fast for 16, 18, 20 hours, but not every day. Yes. That doesn't work. Once in a while you do it and it's fine. But if you want, I speak to a lot of women and they follow the same advice as men's and what, you know, their hair stops falling. Then they have to look into like a thyroid test. Their yeah, fertility progesterone, stops. estrogen yeah. imbalance. So and, uh... that's complex hormones that you don't want yeah. to play with. Well, to start off safer, do you have a minimum or like a minimum or a maximum recommendation time for women to fast? Yeah, so usually it should be around 12 hours. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. It should be around 12 hours. Uh, Whereas men can push it uh, yeah, up to 16, men, 18 easily. Maybe. Yeah, 16 for us is not that big of a deal. And what happens is men mostly have other characteristics that help this support, help support this more. Let's say, for example, they have huge bone mass their heights are you know taller physical attributes strength agility yeah. muscle mass yeah. all of these things are more so if you know when you compare men and women i mean some women are you can you shouldn't directly compare them but physical characteristics you can and this physical characteristics in men are much more that indeed support them and with evolution, like the theory is that men were always like the hunter gatherers. So they went out there long periods of time, no food, nothing. And they hunted to bring food back. Yeah. But the women, they were sitting at home. Men probably, they had some food from last night and they were still feeding their young child. So women in a classical context always had more food availability than men. So yes. so yeah, this is, this is one of those things Absolutely. where, you know, there are a lot of studies and a lot of data and a lot of, uh, let's say, infographics. But I would highly encourage people to, if you're trying to get into a diet, uh, check with someone like an expert like Kiara herself on, you know, I'm trying to start this. Like, it could be a general conversation, you know, if you're friends with someone like this or, you know, you want to hire someone like this make sure you have someone who's experienced enough to look and guide you through this because these things might look simple and might not look dangerous, but the repercussions of these things after some time can be can be intense. And you yes. don't want that, right? Because how long does it take to fix hormones? Yes. Long time, correct? Absolutely. And, and, yeah. it's, and it's not fun. Like, yeah. I've been in that boat. I've been in that boat, Kiara, like years, years ago. I was so strict about the ketogenic diet. I would not... Like carbs were the enemy for me. I belong to the keto bros camp. It, 
it worked out for some way, but then, man, the kind of like messiness that happens, it's so difficult. Like, yeah. trust me, it's not. I good. had almost the opposite experience in my uh, younger younger age because I was more okay. Carbs are great for energy, but I'm gonna cut on fats. I'm not gonna eat fats uh, because yeah. fats make me fat. So I'm just <laughs> not. Gonna, I'm just not gonna have anything like any. You along with the billions of people, millions of yeah. people around the world. <laughs> so I was exactly on your side, and for me that was the the best thing. And I was feeling it was feeling like I I was feeling amazing. It yeah. felt great, and then. I realized until like a few years ago that no, oh, actually mm. we need fats. Yeah. And these are the most important things for our for our brain because just our brain is made like 60% of, yeah. of, of, of fat. So yeah. if we do not have fat, uh, like fat, our memory uh function it gets yeah. impaired, like we we have not ability to focus. We 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 it's also our membranes, like our cell membranes are made mainly by fat. So we have to understand always. But what kind of Where, fat are the, you talking about? Well, is there, exactly. Is there like a category? Like, yes, is every fat okay or? Absolutely not. So we have exactly, if we think maybe about fat, the first thought can come to fries or KFC or anything, but like trans fats and uh, saturated fats are definitely the thing that we have to avoid. So, um, and, and the best source of unsaturated fats uh, and the easiest one, of course, that maybe might come to your mind is omega-3 fatty mm -hmm. acids. So, we're maybe getting too much uh, or too many omega-6 fatty acids mm -hmm. compared to omega-3, uh, but omega-3 is the main uh, source and, uh, and this we can have it either in supplement form but also in our um, daily nutrition. So where we get it mostly from is fish and that is, for coming to, to the supplement conversation, one of the main things that we should have on a daily basis. Uh, like a good quality fish oil exactly you know one of the markers for longevity which you can go in a clinic and test is your omega-6 to omega-3 ratio, ratio and normally anything for anyone who's listening uh, a regular ratio of four to one which means four omega-6 index to three omega four to two two omega-3 index would be good and like higher things of six or seven can be good but Unfortunately, these days, normally the ratio is 42 to 1 or 42 wow. to 2. So that is killing it. And again, uh, like Kiara mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, when you're eating these things which are, you know, processed, packaged, okay. all the things which are not carefully designed. Well, some processed and packaged food in, for an argument could be great, but uh, depends on how how much what is the quantity uh, yeah what is the quantity the how they're made what kind of ingredients are there yeah but uh, trust me if you're walking around you know the supermarket or you're going to the walking around the airport and then you want to take one of those quick energy bars uh, which are sixty percent made with canola oil or something yes, like that exactly that, <laughs> that is and not that the goes best exactly <laughs> to the point that i wanted now to say because as with carbs we should cut on sugars mm -hmm. and with oils and fats we should definitely cut on seed oils so mm -hmm. these are, are the most worst enemies sugars and seed oils and, and yeah. there's most of the packaged foods that we have now they're not only packaged actually unfortunately mm -hmm. sugar and seed oils, if we look in most of the, the goods that we get at the groceries, if it's packaged, they have it most likely. So we have always to understand what is the amount, if we can most likely, most preferably get something that is fresh or just make it at home. Like even 
conserves or, or for example, vegetable mixes that are bottled up. We might think, okay, it's good. It's a good sauce that I can mix with my meat. But then if we had the time or the yeah. chance, it's just better to cook vegetables or do them do create these sauces at home by ourselves because the more it's packaged the more <laughs> it has both sugar and 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 fat and you know one of the one of the funny thing is that most of there is a reason why in all packaged foods like you rightly said that you will find a combination of fats and sugar together and this is this doesn't happen by coincidence because flavor scientists all around the world know one thing that never in evolution there was a mixture of two macronutrients. No matter where you see, you're not going to find these two coherent together in a natural food. One is high amounts of sugar, whether it's fructose or fiber is sugar, and high amounts of fat. These things in nature don't exist. So when you eat something like this, which has never existed in, in evolution, then it turns on a lot of these dopamine signaling pathways in the brain, which is your True. pleasure and reward circuit, because you know, you've never had it. So this time when you have it, your body wants to accumulate more of it, thinking that you're yes. never going to have it again. And it creates so, that addiction. Yes. Yeah, so that's the addictive part of it. That's why when you combine these two things together and flavor scientists all around the world, they know this. So when and they particularly keep this mixture in everything, yeah. And that's why, you know, sometimes when I'm walking around somewhere and if I want to have a, a energy bar, I can't stop with one. So I want to go for <laughs> the other one. True, true, true. Yeah, same with any any sort of snack. Unfortunately, they're good. They're, we might think even if they're healthy again, as you say, no, we, we, we need to check the labels because if we have it and then very likely the next half an hour get hungry again, it doesn't mean that we have... I mean, hopefully yeah. we have a fast metabolism, so it, it burns off everything. Yeah. But if in the next half an hour we're hungry again, yeah. most likely it, ha it happens because uh, the, the sugars yeah. in the product or the chemicals, the processed ingredients, make it so that uh, um, the glucose spikes up and we have this hunger feeling again that, that mm. uh, makes us want for more even if we wouldn't need for it so how do people like let's say most of the people if they're listening to this show and they're in their office and they you know they wanted to go for this meeting and they had like a let's say energy bar or something like that and in 30 minutes within the meeting their their hunger starts rising again what do they do like what's the what's the fix for this like if you are sort of like getting that hunger again. Is it better not to eat it at all? Or if you have it, like, is, do you, have you found something that works? Usually in terms of snacking, if uh, of course processed food or, or packaged goods is the easiest thing if, if we are at the office to, to get. But yeah. um, if, we, if we can, uh, you know, uh, have... Uh, a drink as in tea or, or teine or like everything like tea or coffee can be a good option um, just uh, to stop the craving in the, in the meantime. And then if it comes to snacking, then the best uh, thing would always, if we have the chance to get uh, um, fresh uh, whole food ingredients, like mm -hmm. whole foods uh, and combine uh, the like proteins with fats before we actually uh, go into anything that is strictly carbs uh, just mm -hmm. because again what we want to try to avoid is this glucose spike that are mainly um, the, the the most relevant one 
causing this like sort of oxidative stress and uh, and creating this hunger feeling as well so what about um, another macronutrient not macronutrient but like it's also in my i would consider it as a macronutrient which a lot of people miss often which is fiber yes. how do you what what's your thought on fiber so fiber is one of the most important things that we, that we need to have and we have it in uh, um like whole wheat grains mm -hmm. and it's very important to that's why also it comes to the the whole conversation we were having earlier on about carbs and understanding which one which ones to cut and which ones to have and fibers are also a uh, very big um they're they're found very easily in nuts and seeds uh, so that is the most important thing to 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 have to feed properly our gut as well to make sure that we have the right um yes the right Good functioning micro, exactly yeah. interesting yeah so i think this is one of the formulas that i used to always follow is whether it that and i i think i learned it from a guy in the us is is uh, big in the keto space his name is uh, ben azadi yeah ben azadi is called uh, some detective the health detective something like that but he told me that one of the best things you can do is uh, have this formula called pff which is protein fats and fiber mm -hmm. so if you have like protein fats and fiber combined this by itself will kill off most of your hunger because we know that yes. protein um group of proteins mostly animal based is um is very satiating so it increases a lot of this feel full uh kind of feeling then you have the fat that you know Kiara said can help with mental performance mental balance hormonal balance and then the fiber that feeds the third most important thing in your body which is this ecosystem of bacteria that we have in our gut called the gut microbiome which are about you know if we can think about the human cells as being um 32 trillion then the gut microbiome is way above yeah. 100 trillion they're an ecosystem of their own and they do important things such as synthesize vitamins they you know provide us for uh feel good chemicals neurochemicals hormones you know when you get that gut feeling it, it doesn't start in your brain it actually starts in your gut and yes. then goes to your brain exactly and because well, serotonin is also the yes. most amount of serotonin is produced yeah, about gut. 90%. So yeah. this is uh, this True. was quite surprising for me that yes the one neurotransmitter which is called serotonin which is you know mostly people equate it to happy hormone or bliss hormone or something like that uh 90% of that is actually formulated in your gut and only 10% of it is formulated in your brain and the nerve fibers that transmit signals from your gut up to your brain are 90% more denser than the ones that transmit from your brain to your gut so the gut brain connection is actually much more stronger than the brain gut connection per se that's why we have to listen to our gut feeling <laughs> yeah but how many people do you see or do you know who are who are actually listening to their gut yes do you have a lot it of happens all the time network? it happens very oh, often cool. that people uh, say you know i had this yeah. gut feeling and but it, it, but do they act on it well yeah that's <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> depends we have to we have to yeah i guess sometimes um it also depends on a lot of childhood programming because as children children are much more sensitive and they would often have this gut feeling or their muscle of intuition is also very strong 
But what happens is, you know, an adult says, oh, that's nothing. Just, you know, yes, leave it. Tend to then, listen more to our rational. Uh... Exactly. So we sort of think that oh, that's not going to make sense. Because if you tell someone like, hey, listen, we're, we're not going to put stocks in this company. And, and if they ask you why or buy stocks of this company. Yeah, because there is this feeling in me that says no. Like yeah. my gut feeling says no. Yeah. Most people are now going to accept it and they're going to ask for numbers. So yeah. I think we live in a collective society of people that looks more on the left oriented, left channel brain, which is the more rational yeah. than the sort of right. Yes, sort of whereas both of them are very important and yeah. that's why it makes sense. And, uh, and yeah, this is why it's very important that these neurotransmitters like serotonin have to be um, supported by the right enzymes, coenzymes and the right foods that we are having because everything comes down to how we fuel this and yeah. how we fuel ourselves. So what do you um, do you take a fiber supplement? By, Sorry? Do you take any fiber supplementation? Um, specifically fiber supplementation, I don't take because yeah. I'm really having my like everyday diet very, very filled with the fiber. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I tried, I tried to and... do a lot of um, fibers uh, in the middle, mostly prebiotic fiber. Mm -hmm. And I saw lots of research. If you can get your prebiotic fiber up to 60 grams mm -hmm. and it could be good, but like 60 grams of fiber from food would be like insane. So I, yeah, I tried mm -hmm. it and it was really good. Like for two months, I just couldn't keep up to it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, let's talk about, let's talk about like, um, so you are obviously an expert in nutrition and, you know, supplementation. What are your favorite supplements? Like what, or let's say, let's hear about, or let's like make it more interesting. Let's hear about a day in your life. Tell us how, like, what happens from the time you wake up to the time you sleep. Tell us mm -hmm. about any supplements that come in, any kind of, like, things that you do for yourself that people can learn from, any best practices, any things that, you yeah. know, optimize you. So, um, I'm, I might say what I take. I know, but then getting every, every journey and every person is very specific. Mm -hmm. So, um, of course, there's some uh, supplements that are generally more recommended for everyone and some others that is better to be tried on your own and see also how you feel and see and understand first of all why you're taking them because uh, of course uh, um, they, they they all have different functions and we need to test them for a prolonger prolonged time uh, amount of time to make sure that we actually uh, see the benefits especially for everything that is related to um, natural supplements like uh, nootropic bricks, mm -hmm. and we can uh, have a talk about that later as well. But uh, um, to make sure that uh, like specific uh, uh, supplements cross this uh, like um, uh, blood brain barrier, mm -hmm. uh, we have to make sure that they we take them for a prolonged amount of time, and and taking them just for a couple of weeks. Uh, doesn't really mm -hmm. make that much of a change. So okay, we would need to take them for a longer uh, time, which is minimum uh, uh, an amount of three months onwards. Mm -hmm. um, the, if we make it simple, the, the main supplements that we would need to take on a daily um, routine, which are my like <laughs> daily, daily uh, intake, are yeah. omega-3, mm -hmm. as we said before, uh, vitamin C, 
uh, because it's a very strong antioxidants and uh, antioxidant. And then we have how um, many? Can I cut you there? How much of vitamin C are you taking every day? Um, I'm taking around uh, maximum, yeah, one thousand milligrams. Yeah. One thousand milligrams. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, vitamin D3, which is very important. We have a, a very, very big uh, deficiency, generally speaking, uh, because we're not really that much exposed to uh, sun as we used to be back in the days. And um, then, okay, vitamin D3 with vitamin K2 can are also very important for the right um, absorption and regulation of calcium in our body. So that is also uh, very important to think of. And magnesium. So magnesium is also maybe very much underrated uh, and not that used, but magnesium is one of those uh, uh, components that we, our body um, needs the most, especially when we are uh, more exposed to stress. And uh, so it's important to understand which one to take and also when to take it. And many people can actually not even tolerate it that much. So then mm-hmm. um, allergy is a bit less frequent, but uh, tolerance and, and uh, is, is not really uh, for everyone. So then we can have uh, good substitutes of magnesium as well. They can be, for example, 5-HTP uh-huh. or L-theanine, which okay. is a very good component. What's your favorite for... kind of magnesium? Because uh, from my understanding, there are eight different Glycinate types of... is the Glycinate. best okay. one that is really the most uh, okay. um, bioavailable one yeah. that, that can be. Yeah, and so there's I, some magnesium. I have the same. I use, no, but I use sometimes... I use citrate during the day and bisglycinate in the evening because it also helps you sleep because of the glycine molecule attached. Yes, exactly. Okay, so that's for everyone who's taking notes. Those are <laughs> those are the those are the two nice ones. Uh, for brain performance, also I like L-threonate. I don't use it much, but L-threonate is acts much more readily in the brain, crosses the blood-brain barrier. If I can speak, uh, much easier. Uh, yeah, so we've got um, fish oil. Uh, yes. Any specific uh, brands you recommend? Anything that Oof, people should here in the UAE, worry about? This is a good question. Um, I usually ship them from the states, if I can okay. say that. Uh, I think uh, I, I'm not really sure now of the brand that I use. Maybe now is the most popular one. Yeah, not I really o- sure if I you have sell... some one a good one that you would uh, recommend. Uh, you know, super. Um, I used to use one. Uh, company from united states called superfish uh that was one uh and then now right now i'm using an australian company that i can't recall the name of but regardless Mm -hmm. two things that i think are very important that uh you should be looking for when you're looking for fish oil is high amounts of something called as epa and dha these are the um these are the essential fatty acids in the fish if you can have anything upwards of you know it 600 to 800 mg that would be the best per capsule or depending on the dose but higher amounts of epa and dha would be the best call and if you could go online and check for some reviews if the fish because one of the biggest thing in fish oil industry is that most of the fish oil that people sell and people get become oxidized or rancid yes so uh, depending on which supplement manufacturer you choose make sure you try to like google a little bit on reddit or something so you understand if those fish oil have been oxidized or rancid but other than that most ethical companies will source good ones 
Absolutely. So we got magnesium, we got uh, fish oil, yes. then we got uh, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, D. K2. Yes. Okay. And, and I would say we can. And that's that's, <laughs> that's already it. pretty is much that... enough, especially if someone is not taking anything mm -hmm. at all. So it's important to have that on a daily basis because also uh, most of them are not really produced by our, our own body. For example, mm -hmm. vitamin C, yeah. or with age, our body is not it is just decreasing its own production. So that is, mm -hmm. is why even uh, magnesium, like uh, like you said, if you have a stress stress out day, your levels of magnesium will definitely be depleted. Yes. So uh, mm -hmm. if you're stressed out, if you're even if you're around a lot of electromagnetic frequencies. If you're traveling, any kind if of effort. If we are drinking, smoking, oh, yeah. having sugars, magnesium, again, is depleted in our body. Yeah. So that's why it comes to really understanding how can I get more of it? Because yeah. we, most of us in our daily life, we are, we are having these things. So yeah. it's very important to... Do you know any um, natural sources of a lot of magnesium? I knew cacao nips had one. Um, cacao nips have some, but... Yes, um, but also every like leafy green is a very is a very good, good uh, source of magnesium. Okay. Yes, perfect. What about um, so these are five basic supplements. What about lifestyle habits? What do you recommend people to do as a minimum, or like what's either the gold standard or the minimum according to you that people should do every day? Also here, if we make it simple, the most important thing for everyone is just to get out of the house and get exposed to fresh air and sun. And unfortunately, also fresh air, we don't really have it everywhere. And we live here in a country where we are very much exposed to uh, dust, to mm -hmm. sand, to um, humidity that make it so likely that, first of all, uh, the, the sun rays are not really, uh, the good sun rays are not really absorbed into our, into our skin that much mm -hmm. because of these sand particles in the air. This is why we are also most of us What if you put sunscreen, sunscreen is perfect and we have to have it, but mm -hmm. that is just to block the, the, the bad um, uh, UV rays uh, of, of the sun. But um, we still would need to get a daily exposure of around 15 minutes minimum to the sun wow. on a daily basis if you really want to have good amounts of vitamin D uh, into our bodies. So get out, have fresh air. Uh, be exposed to sun and be active in this way is the best one so even just daily walks uh, is the very easiest thing and to do that early in the morning is also what can help us to stabilize some, our circadian some, rhythm yeah. and, and and really make sure that we have um, the, the right um, activity and the right uh, awakeness to, to, to face the day so we've got for people who are taking notes you've got to be active you've got to go take things like a walk, get ample amounts of sunlight. And what was the last thing you said? You said one more thing. Um, sunlight, movement. We can add it if we didn't know. And uh, fresh air. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so fresh air. This is really the basics and we, we, get, we, we, we don't do it as much as we should do. Mm. And then, of course, when it goes to the right way to keep fit and to be active and mm. do workouts. That's also an added, an added component to making sure that we stay younger and healthier and that we keep our muscles active and, and young by activating them. And this is one of the very best uh, anti-stressors as well mm. to, to make sure that we have a, a proper um, fitness routine in this sense as well. Mm. Yeah, lots of endorphins. Like for people who, I hope people who are listening to this episode, all of you guys work out, but if one of you don't then uh 
if you do work out, you'll have a lot of this boost of chemicals that make you feel great. They're called endorphins. And that, that's a real thing. They also reduce pain. And overall, exercise can help you reduce inflammation. It can help you sleep better. Oh, while we're on the topic of sleep, any specific things? Because we did a, we did, not like we did a study, but we looked at a lot of meta-analysis and we saw that 80% of most cities, uh, mm-hmm. in, they're sleep, either sleep deprived or their sleep exactly. quality is So not sleep, good. maybe, we've been talking a lot about food and supplementation, but sleep maybe comes even one step ahead of that. Mm-hmm. So if we don't sleep well or if we have disrupted sleep or we don't sleep enough uh, that's that's the that's the main thing that affects our health mm-hmm. so we have to make sure that we get a good amount of sleep and that hours of sleep around minimum seven eight hours per night mm-hmm. is a good uh is a good restful sleep so um this is also something that is very like affecting uh, a majority of the population also not being able to relax enough and maybe here it comes also to you and your ways that you can yeah. s- uh, support with the specific uh, mm, you know red light therapy or yeah. or avoiding specific uh, mm, uh, like tools and, uh, and phone magnesium. at night like yes exactly and the magnesium as a, absolutely anything that can help you relax and um yeah, you know, sleep is, is is such a universe on its own because you could be doing so many small things here and there. But if I had to tell someone on the on this podcast, simple things would be keep your room completely dark at night, like completely. You can't even have the charger that is plugged into the wall have some light. Block it because your skin has something called as photoreceptors, which are called melanocyte receptors, and your skin can detect light. So even if you have your eye mask on, your skin will detect some light. Uh, Shut off all the screens, you know, detach all the the wireless technology you have, keep your phones on airplane mode. Uh, And we shouldn't actually get any caffeine the eight hours before going to sleep. Big one, big one, eight hours the half-life of caffeine seems to be about six hours. And depending on how your liver enzymes, so you could, with caffeine, there's always two scenarios there. You could either be a fast metabolizer, which a lot of people are. Are you a fast metabolizer? Like, can you I don't fat, think so. Fast? I think okay. it used to be before, but not that yeah, much. <laughs> I'm a very slow metabolizer. And for people like us, yeah, eight to 10 hours yes. is like minimum. Yes. And I feel that, again, in the afternoon, if we're having too many coffees in the afternoon, that's also already the immediate response to why we're getting a disrupted sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And if we do, and we're still used to, and we really need that to go on at work, a good combination to avoid the jitters and maybe also these like, um, like offsets of, of caffeine is combining the drink with some LTN after, yes, yeah. combined. And this is really, really making sure that the effects of caffeine are a bit less yeah. jittery as at least yeah. So, yeah so if you're listening to this take another note we'll combine caffeine or coffee with l-theanine which is you could get it in a supplement form exactly you could get it into yeah. a powder form super small you don't have to use so much and i believe it comes it's an amino acid derived from green tea and green tea is chock full yes. of it cool so we covered all of these things but uh, some time ago you said the word nootropics 
Now, me and you probably know what nootropic is, but like, can you explain to people who don't know yes. what is a nootropic? So now it's uh, still quite a new argument, I would say, but there's still so much more research that has been done on it now recently. Mm-hmm. So we've been, we've been and we're going to hear it much more. Mm-hmm. Nootropics and adaptogens are two words that are now getting much more used. Most like they're used uh, somehow and sometimes uh, um together Mm -hmm. um but um and some of them actually like are sort of like uh uh, intertwined but uh what uh, nootropics are uh, mainly are basically the way to support uh the 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 um, oxygen and the glucose uh, to our um, brain basically so mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, different compounds that support this uh, um, feeding in our brain of, of uh, oxygen and glucose and um, we have different nootropics and I think nootropics are very much um, how do you say uh, confused with the smart drugs mm-hmm. it's so two different thing, things yeah. because the nootropics uh, are natural compounds uh, mm-hmm. where smart drugs are usually the synthetic mm-hmm. compounds of it so by by that uh, i mean things like modafinil and mm-hmm. and adderall um which have been have you tried proved, both of them mm, I was, I, actually not okay I, I mean i'm not against and i would yeah. never say no to anything before yeah. even trying so i'm not that t- type of person is quite powerful yeah i use modafinil uh, i wouldn't say regularly but occasionally in times um when you really like, uh, I mean, you're traveling different time zones, you have to keep yourself up. It does a very, very good job. And one in, I think, 90,000 people might have like a reaction. So the reaction, the, the, um, like, let's say the negative effects aren't as much, mm. although it does deplete some of your choline receptors. So you have to eat more cholinogenic foods mm. after that. But if you haven't tried, I mean, and this is not an advice from me to everyone it, about a nootropic, but there are times and places for each of them. So one of the smart drugs, nootropics, uh, you know, especially in the military and um, some of these special forces, it's it's a very big staple because of its ability to make you completely alert, completely focused and completely be like Absolutely. off track. So sometimes when there is a hard day ahead, and I know that I really want to give it my all. Uh, occasionally, I'll like have a modafinil and like really go at it. But yeah, carry on. Modafinil is one exactly. Drugs. So that one, uh, along with adrenaline, and, and again, it's been uh, it's been uh, used for for years. But they are synthetic, so this is why it's a bit more mm, sensitive uh, to to talk about them, just because mm-hmm. they, they can create more um more addiction and more toxicity yeah. in our bodies which is harder adderall to is get shit. rid of uh, like excuse my language but adderall yeah. is completely shit that's something that you shouldn't i mean most of the people like even even in the smart drugs category like people who are conscious enough like avoid uh adderall there are much much more and much better smart drugs out there like modafinil like paracetam like you know so many so many more but yeah mm-hmm. that one is not the best okay it makes you crazy <laughs> and see yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, yeah. And, and natural nootropics are just uh, that's why they're good you know because they're natural they don't create any addiction and they can support uh, uh, still our um, our our um, neurotransmitters yes and uh, so 
which ones when it comes to which ones it's also here that that's where it comes to trying them on our own because each of our own body needs uh, uh, maybe more specific ones than others um, but then again uh, the, the the what they are most important for is really to uh, increase our uh, memory our focus our um, mood as well mm-hmm. and um, and yeah and our our capacity of concentration so um, one of the, the maybe one of the most uh, known or common one that we wouldn't think of caffeine. and it, yes exactly <laughs> it's caffeine so we might okay <laughs> and uh so so that is a nootropic yeah. and so without knowing uh, we've been uh, we've been definitely using it a lot i think most of us uh, one of but the then, most common drugs on the planet one of the most used exactly drugs on the exactly Exactly, but they also there, then it comes to how much we're taking, how much our body is tolerating, and then this is what we were saying before. Um, but then there's many others. Uh, so there's the Asian ginseng, and there's uh, uh, ginkgo biloba, there's, uh, um, there's ashwagandha, there's uh, um, so many. There's even nicotine in some of the studies. They're showing how uh, it is actually positively Uh, affecting our capacity of concentration and and focus and this is why they're actually developing i don't know if you've ever tried them but some of I've devices microdosing on nicotine for e- many years exactly now, many just years. using the na- natural uh, yeah. nicotine yeah, so like amazing. if you're listening to this and you're you're wondering if i'm crazy no i have <laughs> i have for years been standing on top of a building and telling nicotine isn't bad but macrodosing on nicotine like on cigarettes is a terrible idea Vaping nicotine is a terrible idea. So those forms of nicotine aren't good. Nicotine actually comes from a plant. It's plant-based. It's a natural compound derived from a plant. And when you have microdose, which means about 1 to 2 mg per, mm-hmm. uh, per session, then it does increase your verbal recall. I did not have it today before this interview because I ran out of it. Uh, but you have you know, nicotine in lozenges, gums, sprays, patches. And if you use one or two grams before a cognitively demanding task, you feel really good. You might, you know, some people might be a bit sensitive to it. You might go to the toilet once or twice, but after sure. that, you get really used to it. And uh, I once, God, this is like two or three years ago where I recorded, I mean, I wrote an article and I recorded a video that should be on YouTube, uh, Shifa CJ YouTube with uh, nicotine have a look nicotine benefits or something like that but nicotine is even in highly performing athletes they have so many studies where they put them um, right before their game and their game performance increases the only sure. thing with nicotine is that it stimulates one of the one of the good things is it stimulates this acetylcholine receptors in the brain and it attaches to the acetylcholine receptors in the brain and it enhances dopamine which is like the reward sort of a pathway mm-hmm. quite a lot mm-hmm. that's why people start feeling so good on dopamine uh, and nicotine the only problem is that just because we always are in this dilemma that if a little bit of something is good more of that thing will even be better but with nicotine that doesn't do it because nicotine is a vasoconstrictor that means it can constrict blood flow and blood flow even into the brain so you don't want to have it too much but the goldilocks zone anywhere between one to four i've even seen in some studies are great so nicotine is a great one and if you look back at it all great work in literature 
art, painting, any kind of things that have come from, you know, generations ago was done doing three things or maybe two things. One was drinking coffee. Second thing was smoking. So these yes. two things, the caffeine, and when you combine caffeine and nicotine, this is a very powerful sort of nootropic stuff. Yeah. So caffeine and nicotine, and that's it. That's, that's mm -hmm. what you want to win the games. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, and then, uh, well, exactly. And then it comes also to adaptogens uh, that we were talking uh, about before. And these are also mm, natural compounds that help our body to respond to emotional and physical stress mm -hmm. so um, here some of them again uh, can be ashwagandha mm -hmm. um, um, some of them can be ginkgo biloba as well as we discussed before yeah they commonly have um, like two uh, they, some of them have share a lot of properties between yes, the tropics and... exactly exactly and um, what else and then yeah and then it comes to Um, specific other ones like curcumin that is also very mm -hmm. potent antioxidant as yeah. well. So um, it's it's important that we try cordyceps as well, uh, so maca, chaga. Yeah. Yes, exactly. These are a whole other category yeah. of um, let's say yeah they'll come under cordyceps, so yeah. definitely come under a nootropic and exactly a adaptogen. Exactly. So this is why it's interesting. In, in this case, if we want to approach and see what the benefits are, first of all, to do that for a prolonged period of time, which goes starting from a minimum of three months, mm -hmm. and and try them maybe um, few at a time to see if we actually feel some benefits uh, and and uh, and how it can really support us. And this is really the, the the easiest, the best, the most natural way to work. Into What's your favorite medicinal mushroom? Cordyceps. Uh, cordyceps. Cordyceps are, uh, uh, and and um, uh, lion's mane is actually one that I've been using mm. both together because. Uh, Why do you like it? Like, what does it do for you? Um, so that uh, is supporting me to what I'm hoping for now to uh, my um, focus and my capacity. Mm. Uh, yeah, my capacity of, of, mm. of just uh, concentration, maybe. When are you taking the lion's mane? Are you taking it in the day or in the night? Uh, usually during the morning, yeah. During the morning. Yeah. If you want to run an experiment, but do you wear any sort of like a aura ring or any no. sleep tracking device? So I, everyone who experiments with lion's mane, I always tell them, like, do an experiment for me because I just want to collect data. Yeah. Then try having lion's mane at night as well as the morning. But in the night, then just observe the quality of your dreams. And subjectively, because you cannot measure it, try to compare if you're spending more time in like a dreamy state or not. Because for some people, their dreams get more vivid and they spend more time in REM, which is REM stage yeah. of the um, sleep When cycle. When using lion's, lion's mane. mane. So lion's mane also has an effect because uh, in research it shows, because and if, if anyone wants to, if you're driving, don't do it. But if you're just listening to this and you have your phone around, just uh, look for a picture of lion's mane. It looks like the, a brain, a, a human brain, And when you look at the pharmacokinetics of it, most of the effects of the lion's mane is straight in the brain. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, uh, you know, nature has this subtle way of telling us things. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, in the brain, it increases things like BDNF and growth factor. But I'm super stoked to understand what it does for people with 
uh, dreams. Yeah, uh, very yeah. interesting. Very interesting. I might give it a try, definitely. <laughs> yeah, try it for a few days or like a few weeks and see how you feel. Because, uh, and this is important because a lot of people, especially when their stress level goes up, their ability to fall asleep goes down and their ability yeah. to dream goes down. And to recollect well. dreams also. Exactly. Yeah. So if Lion's Mean can be one of those things that can accelerate that, then yeah. we want to see because REM sleep is also associated with how your mood is or how irritable you yeah. are, your memory and your recall. Yes. So a lot of people are walking around with difficulties in these aspects. So I'm so curious to know, can Lion's Mane be the next thing? Because a lot of the times, most of the things that you do for REM sleep don't work. So I'm just, you know, personally curious to yeah. know. <laughs> so yeah. every time I meet people who try Lion's Mane, I yeah. just tell them to do this. So exactly. <laughs> let us know what you... Uh, absolutely ready to dream <laughs> so okay so we spoke about all of these uh, cordyceps again super interesting it's, it helps you get a lot of energy as well cordyceps. yes true um yeah and how do you do you have this in a supplemental form or in t like what kind of yes form uh, yeah using? supplements are like in pill form and it's okay. it's just powder but it's easy just to to pop down in the morning when okay. i usually get that all of them together and also here I, I want to hear also what your what your thought on this is but again i have a very big amount of supplements that i'm actually taking every day and yeah. then here there must be usually the, it comes to many people asking me as well like oh but is it like the is is there maybe any chance we can overdose or um do we have like is it good to take some together or do we have to take them a separate time of the day and what time in the day so then there's a lot of of, of um you know um questions and confusion about this as well so i want to know what your take on this is but generally speaking i would say first of all uh, we are anyway getting so many uh, different types of molecules from food already itself and the way we combine food and different ingredients. So imagine like, like how many the compounds are in food. So why don't take these extra supplements as well? And, and, and it's not that much of a main issue taking them at different times of the day. The most important thing is anyway, in the end, just to remember that to get them consistently on a daily basis and then of course as you are were suggesting before as well maybe uh, having a more accurate um thought of when to use certain uh certain supplements because mm -hmm. we want to see uh specific reactions in our bodies then that may be another conversation but generally speaking what yeah i get this question a lot as well but i think one thing that it boils down to is a how much are you willing to spend on a supplement because depending on how much you're willing to spend, then we can cut off a lot of supplements or add a lot of supplements to the mix. So the first question that people should think about is, and everyone's going to have a different budget. So depending on your budget, fix a budget. Uh, once you have that budget, then look for the most essential ones. Like we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, you know, your vitamin D, your magnesium, your fish oil, all of those things. Then we take it a step further and now we start analyzing your individual goals. Maybe, you know, you have exactly. the goal to become the, a power lifter and then or like a bodybuilder and then your protein requirement, which will also be used in a supplemental form, will increase your creatine requirement, will also increase your glutamine requirement, will also increase 
then if you're on a separate goal, which is more of a longevity or an anti-aging, then you're looking at things like PQ, things that we haven't even discussed here, PQQ, MitoQ, NAD+, all of these, you know, weird sort of uh, substances, but they do one specific role. They're not going to help you. They might influence your muscle quality and life, but they're definitely only going to look at, you know, how cell cells rejuvenate. So now the other question to pop is what exactly am I looking for? Am I looking for just, you know, and if some women want to look for beauty, so then you're looking at collagen exactly. and, you know, things like glycine. Um, but to answer your question, if you have a lot of these things together and it fits your budget, it meets your essentials, and then it also meets your goals and you have looked or even like doing it yourself, you might be really smart, but it's always helpful if you ask someone to help you out and you ask someone to get on board and they shortlist a few. Now, maybe you have like 10 or maybe 30 supplements. And if they have good clinical research and you're really feeling something from them, there's no other way just uh, right now we don't have the tech to sort of like combine everything in one supplement but in the future that tech is about to come there are already so yes. many trials being done so for now yeah. what i would like to say is that certain substances are really good when you take them empty stomach and certain substances are also really good when you take them with food or a fat soluble yes. source so then you segregate your substance uh vitamins and minerals according to that hey which are the ones that i can take with food or without food so this gives you another opportunity to take things when you're fasting yes. another question you can ask yourself fasting increases something called as autophagy which is a fancy word to say how fast your cells are cleaning debris around and waste around your body are there any supplements that you're currently taking that can add to that specific effect that is going on in that 24-hour cycle ask yourself that question that means that time of the day is where you have to associate sub supplements yeah. and for most people if you're taking even like 25 that is a higher limit but like 20 to 25 supplements if you just follow these rules you will have to take a lot but that's the only way around it because again one thing that we said in the beginning of the podcast is our soil is not the same as before yes. the pollution is not the same as before we were meant to sit under trees and, you know, count apples and like daydream. We used we're, to eat yeah, much, so much more doing, roots and leaves exactly. and flowers and yeah, seeds. There are so many days. different wild plants mm. that we don't have access to. Yes. But apart from that, I'm saying that, you know, we're meant to chill out in the day and look up and just move around and, you know, <laughs> play. We should have more playtime. But is this that's not happening right you're spending more time doing excel files and you're more times doing like sales and transactions and calls and anticipations and all of these things are bringing enormous amounts of stress in your body which you didn't have before so you didn't have to overcome that yes. negative stress with supplementation and trust me no matter how many supplements you take if you are sitting all day you're stressed out your body you're over caffeinated you're sleep deprived and exactly. you're not moving none of the supplements that you take they might they might be some sort of like a block till a certain time but after you burn the candle at both ends man it's not gonna last yeah so i would also say like like here mentioned start with those essential five things first you know get some nice air move around get some vitamin d then support it with some movement 
and then support all of that with good whole foods, nutrition, with good fiber, with proteins. And then comes the supplementation because you cannot, the pills are not going to make you live for long uh, if you don't eat any food. So, you know, in order of things, you know, and react with your environment, then get into, you know, the food-based things. Make sure your food is solid. Then any deficiencies that your food might have, maybe you're following a paleo or a vegan or a keto diet, then it's time to add some supplementation. Absolutely. Add that supplementation. You want to go above and beyond that. You still don't feel great. Most people, and sleep up. You go. You want to go above and beyond. Then look at adaptogens and nootropics to give you that edge. Because also the world proudly says that they're living in a rat race where everyone's priority is to be bigger, better, faster than the other person. That means the other person has to fail. And according to me, when you're in a rat race, the winner of the rat race is always a rat. So, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to compete with each other on unrealistic terms. So for that, you need a little bit of, you know, supplementation. And if for, for that purpose, if you had to take 20 supplements, I would rather take 20 supplements and extend my lifetime than to be, you know, tired, fatigue, hormone-less, libido-less. Yes, or just or, or just going to too much chemical medicines and drugs that we usually tend to oh, take yeah, whenever we help. have... Yeah, exactly. We have a headache. Okay, we just pop down a normal uh, pill. Exactly, Panadol. Yeah. Instead of just uh, standing up from the chair and getting out for a yeah. walk and breathing some fresh no air, just listening question, to some... That why are you yeah. getting that headache in the yeah, first place? Exactly, exactly. You're doing something for it. Yes, and... yes, yes. And then we cannot sleep and then we get too much uh, melatonin and then we start getting <laughs> Xanax. And yeah, this is usually the, 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 the easiest uh, uh, reaction and the things that we tend to do, but it's not the yeah. first answer. We just need to... We uh, need to reverse some, engineer it. Exactly. I always tell people this like fixing things you know sometimes pharmaceuticals have their place like if you fell down and you got hurt and now it's painting like crazy yeah use it but that's not the way it's meant to be forever you know have it for a while then get on to some curcumin or some other things that will reduce inflammation quite a lot get into a sauna do yes. an ice bath you know things like this will naturally help you recover well talking about saunas and ice bath do you um do you have some sort of a recovery protocol or some other protocol that you do? Saunas, uh, ice bath, lights, etc. So exactly. In this one, I think uh, you are more the more uh, professional experienced <laughs> one. I love ice baths and I love saunas. Uh, um, but generally speaking, in my daily routine, if I have to say, or weekly routine, if I have to say I do them on a daily basis, absolutely don't. Like I yeah. just do not get enough of the uh, chance or the options or the time. Yeah, time is a very big um, factor. So usually early in the morning, what I do is a very cold, freezing shower just Amazing. to really make wake me up up and i know it's very hard enough but again we live in a hot country so it shouldn't really be that much of a of a hard uh, challenge for us um but that that helps and usually being exposed to the cold water for at least uh, like two to three minutes is the minimum amount of time to really make sure that we 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 really uh, increase the blood flow and 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 that supports to give us energy for the whole day Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so right. And yeah, these are some other things that you and know, go finding, above and beyond. Yes. Like you guys, the first order of operations are priorities. You know, like we said earlier, those are the first things you have to fix. And then you get onto a state where you can choose if you wanted to go to the sauna or the ice bath, but it's not necessary because you are already producing enough energy. So it should always be an option and not, you know, a forceful thing that, 
okay, if you're not going to go, something in your body is going to go wrong. That shouldn't be the case unless you're a pro athlete and then things are completely different. Yes. But uh, yeah, we've been talking so much. Well, one of the things that I did not tell you guys on the podcast that Kiara also is an entrepreneur. She has a company called Beauty Treats Co. Did I pronounce it correctly? Beauty Treats, yes. Beauty Treats. So the Beauty Treats company. Now, tell us about it. What do you guys do? <laughs> so Beauty Treats uh, really is the combination uh, a bit of everything that maybe we've been talking about also now because it's basically bringing together good, clean, uh, whole foods with uh, supplements and antioxidants and superfoods. So this is basically a, a, a clean snack mm -hmm. and that has, in this case, collagen and vitamin C. For now, we have only this first line of collagen cookies. So we, mm -hmm. basically it's different flavors of cookies and each flavor has different superfoods in it. But all of them, their main uh, trait is that they have this uh, collagen and vitamin C in it because mm -hmm. they want to support the um, longevity of our tissues. So our skin, our hair, our nails, and especially our gut as well. And this is how it all kind of sort of started if we want to reverse yes. uh, engineer the process of how PT Treats was born because it was born just from, from, from my um, discovery of how collagen supported me uh, back in the days when I used to have loads of digestive issues mm -hmm. and I was uh, diagnosed with, the, with, with Crohn's disease and then uh, passing through different visits in hospitals. They were giving me a lot of medicines and still the issue was not getting solved. And I know that um, the cause might have been related to many different issues, including uh, stress as well. Uh, but I've seen that digging deeper into, again, having the right foods, trying to um, de-stress more and integrating with collagen along with other superfoods is what helped me the most. And all of this in a clean snack that... Again, I was not able to find yeah. around the source because as you were saying, like, okay, protein bars. I love protein bars. Yeah. But again, there's so much process yeah, and so full in, yes, in sugars and, 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 and again, trans fats and seed oils. And, uh, and so that's, that's why it all uh, mm -hmm. came out. Interesting because I've seen your Instagram and it looks beautiful. All the cookies, <laughs> like tasty. they look delicious. <laughs> Even like, you know, you're looking at it from an Instagram channel and you still want to eat it. But, I have um, to bring you some next time, actually. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll, I'll try those. Um, where can people find it? What's the best way to for people to... As of now, we have them on all different aggregators. On top of the store, we have them on uh, on, on InstaShop, Kareem, Deliveroo. So mm. this is where... Okay, so if you're in them. UAE, InstaShop, Kareem, Deliveroo, look for Beauty Treats. And you can order yourself a collagen-rich cookie along with a lot of superfood and vitamins that we've all been talking about. I didn't want to give you this right at the beginning of the podcast because we wanted to touch more nutritional base. But now you know that whatever Kiara said, she implemented that in a form of a company so that you don't have to get up and you know get a headache while you're in that meeting when your blood sugar crashes. These are all carefully Absolutely. designed products under the supervision of Kiara and you can trust her to do a good job. So go ahead, guys, take some time. And if you guys order this, please, you know, post it on your stories, tag me and Kiara in it, 
and we'd love to see uh, how this was for you. Bakira, this has been an absolute pleasure. It's, it's my pleasure, it's really. It's been a very fascinating conversation. My last question to you is, if you had a time machine and you could reverse back time, you can go back to your younger self. Now you don't have to True. tell yourself about um, health and the benefits of you know collagen on the extracellular matrix and all of that stuff. And you could tell yourself about anything and everything. What would you tell yourself? Hmm, that's an interesting one. <laughs> if I could go back in time, what I would tell about myself um, is just, um, honestly, it's just um, maybe follow your gut, seriously. Mm -hmm. okay. Follow your gut feeling. Yeah. Okay. Much more. And this comes back to that. everything that we were talking about before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, there is a, there is a special um, energetic influence and intuitive influence and a lot of biochemical influence where some parts of your gut, your mitochondria, some other subcellular parts, they can process information faster, up to a few milliseconds faster than it could reach your brain. So there is there is we have programmed in this ancient sort of a way where sometimes our bodies react faster than our minds could ever get the signal and then you can see this in yeah. a neuroscience lab because uh, all our bodies made like uh, our brain is not only our brain and we have many different brain centers throughout all our body exactly. and that's why gut is one of them so you know if you have that gut feeling you know don't let anyone discourage you to say that hey you know that's nothing follow it and act on it because it's like a muscle the more you squeeze it the more stronger you get and this is me, CJ, signing out from shiftwithcj.com. Kiara, again, thank you so much for all the good work you're doing. Thank, thank you, you for so all much. the lives you've touched. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, for me, have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great lifetime. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website, www.shiftwithcj.com.